Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shana. Today, this is a solo duo episode, just Shana and I. We wanted to dive into the idea of body image and discovering how we can navigate our body image from this soul perspective. And the reason we felt really inspired to talk about this in this podcast episode is because as we move through the four seasons, you know, when we go through the solstices and the equinoxes, which we just went through an equinox and now we're in the fall season here in the Northern Hemisphere, we move through these different love gates in the G center that are really profound energies that we're all here to explore. So when we move through the spring equinox here in the Northern hemisphere, we the sun goes through gate 25, the gate of spiritual love. When we move through the summer solstice here in the Northern hemisphere, the sun moves through gate 15, the love of humanity and the love of diverseness. And when we move through the fall equinox here in the Northern hemisphere, the sun moves through gate 46, the love of the physical body. So that's the one that we just went through. And then just to wrap it up, when this, when we go through the winter solstice, um, the sun goes through gate 10, the, the love of self. But this gate 46 energy, we really went deep with it. With our human design besties and our membership, we explored this energy and did a whole kind of ceremony and gathering, really discovering this love of the physical body. And it just inspired Shana and I so much. We got so many downloads and we realized that this love of the physical body and also the struggles we have loving our physical form is something that we see glossed over quite frequently in the spiritual community. Obviously, body positivity is coming more into the foreground in social media and things like that. But we've really observed in the circles that we've been to and the gatherings we've been to, people really open up about their traumas and their relationships with their family, but the body image issue and your weight and your skin, like things like this are things that we notice people steer away from. And for us, there was so much juice and depth there and it really got us thinking. And so, you know, for the rest of this season, we, that, that sun and gate 46 kind of kicks off the rest of the season. So that this is a theme that we all have are going to be moving through. And the rest of the season is kind of marked by that energy. So we wanted to dive in today and share our findings with you and help you explore your relationship with your love of the physical body and give some tips to help you really integrate that into your spiritual practice. Yes. And you know, when we talk about our physical bodies, we talk about honoring them. We talk about nourishing them, moving them, but also acknowledging and seeing them and seeing ourselves in them, right? But also not because we're in the spiritual form that's in this body, but seeing where we feel insecure or where we feel 
we struggle with our body image. Um, I think that a lot of times in the spiritual community, it can be seen as superficial or especially because body image and body acceptance is, is so at the forefront, it can be seen as something that's, um, trivial or shouldn't be focused on. And so I definitely think exploring the, the why you chose this physical body and why your soul chose these specific, um, issues, if you will, like put in quotes issues or insecurities, that's a better word that you have in this life with your body and why you came to navigate life with that. And also why you feel your soul chose your body in general with how it benefits you and the amazing things that your body can do. So I think with body image in general, there's, there's benefits. And of course there's insecurities and both are are important to look at and honor. And it just helps you to really understand, okay, I'm honoring my physical vessel. I'm feeling my physical vessel. And I know why I chose it. And I'm going to lean in to the highest expression as much as I can. So in this whole chapter of loving our bodies, it is like when we think of this fall time, it is, you know, nourishing your body and the candles and the things that make you feel cozy and taking baths and all of that stuff, um, moving your body, but it's also taking a peek at it. So, um, with like a deeper lens and in this whole next month, when this episode comes out, so basically the whole month of October and then into November, we are moving through the splenic gates, which can pop up as a lot of fear. And we've been noticing in this time that there can be a lot of shadows that come up around our bodies in this time. And in our Human Design Besties membership, we walk through this month in through all of the splenic gates and we get into all of the different fears and understanding the different transits that are going to be um, kind of pro- provoking those fears a little bit. Um, so if you're not part of our membership, we highly recommend joining because you can learn about all the fears that you chose to come navigate life with, the consistent ones, and also how you're being conditioned in this time. But specifically this week when we are recording, we are all navigating gate 48. And that is the fear of inadequacy. So it seems right on time to be talking about body image and feeling a lack of self-worth or adequacy um, around our bodies. But obviously this energy can be with anything. Um, But then how to be empowered through that to really trust yourself and honor yourself and know that you are right on time because that's ultimately what the spleen is for. It's guiding you towards more self-trust, more divine timing and um, honoring what your body is telling you with its health, with its needs, with its connections, with when is the right time to take action on certain things. So trusting yourself, especially this month as we navigate these transits is one of the biggest things that you can do. Yes. I love it so much. And the spleen is just so interesting because out of the three awareness centers, the solar plexus is spiritual awareness. The ajna is mental awareness. And the spleen is this body awareness, but it is this awareness center, a center where we can be connected to these higher planes and see life in this different way and have this incredible intuition that helps us move through life. But it's also the physical body, like safety and wellness and health and our immune system 
And so it's a really interesting and profound place to talk about and to have this conversation within. And I also wanted to say that with this topic of body image, like physically how your body looks, I've been noticing a lot of people in my life kind of struggling recently. And I think that that speaks to us moving closer and closer into the eclipse season that's happening right now in October. We're going to have the two eclipses. But I've been observing everyone's complex story in my life, you know, family members and close friends. And they have all of these things happening and they tell me for like an hour. And Mm -hmm. I can't help but hear this one thread at the very bottom of the whole story. It's like, actually, none of those things are the problem. The problem is a lack of self-love. And I've been observing that in others. And so I know it is also there in myself. And that self-love has to be the, the core foundation of our lives. Otherwise, it makes everything else so much harder to navigate. And in the end, the, the, the goal of human design is self-love so that you can promote and share and give that love out to the world. And how do we get to self-love? It's through understanding ourselves, accepting ourselves, and eventually that leads to self-love. But if there's a part of our body and our physicality that we are really struggling to love, to struggling to accept, struggling maybe even to understand, we are really having this, you know, this shadow within ourselves that is kind of blocking us and that can promote a lot of stuck energy or fear in our lives. So we want to go on that journey of learning how to understand from a higher perspective, from a soul perspective, why you have this body. And that leads to that acceptance of it. And that leads to self-love and that we can have that foundation in this layer and give that out. And so you know, starting off with our own journeys, with my physical body, with Shana's physical body, obviously we have our own individual journeys with that. We also do share some similarities, which we've always bonded over. Um, But, you know, with looking at your physical body, I think that it can be easy to play the victimhood blame game just the same way it can (laughs) be with our karma or with our parents or with our design even, you know, that victimhood voice that says, well, I didn't choose this design. It's not fair. Like I didn't choose when my parents chose to conceive me and when I was born. I didn't choose my parents in general. Like all of that mindset of kind of forgetting that soul level that you did actually choose all those things. You did choose your parents. You did choose your birthday to have your specific design. And you did choose your physicality and your body on a soul level to help you learn the lessons that you are here to learn and be the person that you're here to be in this lifetime. So the first step is always remembering or even just Um, allowing yourself to consider it from this idea. Because once we remember the fact that our soul did choose this, it immediately lifts us out of victimhood of like, this isn't fair. I didn't choose this into being able to understand maybe why we would have chose the things that we've chosen for our design, for our family and for our physical body. So that's the first thing that I want to say. If you're already there where you're like, absolutely, I resonate with the idea that my soul chose my body and my parents, amazing. But maybe you're listening and you're like, I'm not sure about that. And that's okay. But I just want to invite you to you know, go with us here and say, okay, if my soul did choose my physical body, why? What? Why would I have chosen 
to look this way? Why would I have chosen to have these specific, you know, issues with this or insecurities around this? What was it teaching me? And what was it learning? What was, am I here to learn from that? And through asking those questions in ourselves, you know, I really got a lot of clarity, you know, with my physical body, I'm really tall. I'm 5'10". So it's tall for a girl. And that's always been a huge theme in my life and a huge insecurity when I was younger because I was so much taller than all of the boys, you know, and like middle school and elementary school, I was so super tall. And then in high school, people started kind of leveling out, but I've always been really tall. And I have a stepsister who's like my sister. We've always shared a room together. We're super close, raised in the same household. And she's super tiny. She's only five, three. So being tall has always felt like something that felt unfair in my life. And only now that I can really remember on a soul level, I chose this body. Like, why would I choose being tall? I can really feel that there's this strength and, um, you know, kind of like image that you project when you're tall, sort of like, like you can't fuck with me because I'm just a bigger (laughs) person in general. And I'm like, I can actually remember from a soul level, like that being something that I chose. And then on these in all of these other ways, I get to be someone who's really soft and who's really open and who's really kind. And being tall sort of supports me in that journey of being having this pillar of like seeming strong and, you know, being like someone that people won't fuck with as much because I am taller. And then I get to be soft in that thing. So that has been something that's really shifted for me. Um, also a big thing with, you know, my body, like being able to gain weight more easily. That's always something that I've really struggled with and thinking more about why did my body choose that? You know, this softness, like literally having a soft body and having like a, you know, soft skin, but also like soft fat instead of being really muscular what does that promote in my life, this softness? And as I was just talking about having this mixture within me of being really tall and strong, but also like soft and um, gentle, I think that those two things are huge themes that my soul wanted to explore. It's a huge part of how I am. And so through looking at it through that lens, I'm able to see like, this is the journey that I'm here to go on. And that if I was shorter, how would my conditioning change? Or how would my relationships change? Or if I was naturally thinner, what would be the experiences that I missed out on? And then the last really big one for me is having really severe acne when I was in high school. And this is something that Shane and I shared in common when we first met. And you know, with having acne, that was something that felt really unfair obviously as a teenager, I mean, so many of us go through that, but then you meet other people who don't and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not fair. I did not choose this. Like this is my genetics or whatever. And I can see so clearly on a soul level why I chose that because I really had to make a conscious decision. Like I remember being 16 and looking in the mirror and there was not an inch of my face that wasn't covered in acne And, you know, I remember crying and looking in the mirror and then just being like, Dana, you can let this ruin your life or you can just let it go and let it be there and choose to be confident internally and choose to focus on the things about you that you do love. And like, you can let this acne stop you with 
dating and boys and friendship, or you can just let it go and be yourself anyways. And it was such a conscious decision that I made as like a very young person. And, you know, I really had to be there for myself and choose that for myself. And instead, I ended up really focusing on other things about me that I did love. And I I got through it. And on the other end, like looking back, it's funny because on one hand, it was such an ordeal in my life. But on the other hand... I did just fine. Like I did get to do everything I wanted to do and I didn't let my acne stop me. But that lesson, like on the, the physical plane, I think is a defining part of some of my soul journey. And it's funny to talk about this because we don't talk about it in our spiritual journeys. But for me, it was a huge part in shaping the way that the lessons that I've learned in my life. And I think that lesson, you know, feeds into every area of your life of being being either a victim of your circumstances or choosing to find the light and the empowerment and um, uplift yourself and navigate forward. I mean, you do that within, you know, your human design journey. You do that within any circumstance that pops up. You don't just succumb to it and like let it rule your whole life, you really find a way around it um, or through it with this, this confidence and this strength. And I think that it, that's just such a great example of why your soul chose that in your life was to teach you, okay, this is how you can change and alchemize anything regardless of the physical circumstances on the outside, being fair or being great or being easy. Um, and that lesson I think is huge. And I think it's a big reason why Dayluna is successful. I think it's a big reason why you you help so many people. And so I think with these, you know, with this question of why do you feel your soul chose your physical appearance for everyone listening, I think that this question alone can really help you figure out part of the reason why you're here and the things that you're here to help other people do, um, which obviously you're doing, you literally help people to alchemize and find a way through using their own inner wisdom and awareness and strength. And it's interesting because I think for both of us, um, with our physical appearance that our souls chose to be in a physical body that was beautiful and striking, like big eyes and big smile, but also really approachable and endearing, mm-hmm. like not so smoking hot. Not too beautiful. <laughs> not but too beautiful. Beautiful enough to be like inviting and warm and welcoming, but not exactly. like that person's hot. I'm intimidated to even talk to them. Exactly. Like and our souls could have chose to come as like a lumberjack burly man. And like, <laughs> but our souls chose to come as like these women that are soft and genuine and really endearing, but also beautiful and inviting and um, kind of make you curious or, or ask those questions. And I think um, connecting with that for anyone listening mm-hmm. who feels that um, is really important because sometimes I can feel, you know, oh, I don't like this about my smile or I don't like this about, you know, my cheeks or or my chin or whatever. And 
I think those parts of me that are not so perfect are actually really endearing and really mm-hmm. um, genuine and inviting and make me unique and make me who I am. Um, mm-hmm. I definitely feel in my journey, you know, with my physical appearance has been a big part of figuring out who I am in general, because I am half black and half white. My dad is black or was black and his whole side of, of my family was the only side of the family that I really got to know and and spend time with my aunts um, and uncles and my grandparents on his side. And they're all very black and my cousins are all black and I do not look black at all. Um, I have, you know, straighter hair and I have lighter skin. And so growing up, I definitely felt from such a young age, like where, where is my place in the world? Like who, who am I? And like, where do I fit in? What is like, am I black or am I white? And I'm kind of neither, but then everyone else around me will tell me that I'm white. And so then I'm like, okay, well, well then if the world perceives me as white, does that make me white? And like, I don't know. And then constantly hearing from other people, like when they get back from vacation, like I'm, look, I'm tanner than you are. Like I'm darker than you are. And I would always feel like, you know, you're not like, I'm not tan. Like I didn't go on vacation. Like this is just my skin color. And it felt like it added to the confusion each time because it would once again, internally bring up the question of, am I black? Like, or because this person is saying that they're darker than me and they're white. So does that mean that I'm white? Or like, what does that mean? And so even though on one hand, it was like, well, it doesn't matter. I just look like how I look. And it doesn't matter if I fit into one label or the other. On the other hand, it felt like, well, does it matter? Right? Like there's so Mm -hmm. much to have to figure out and, and figure out if these labels or categories matter for connection and social and community, or if they matter more for like ego, or if they matter for like identity, or what does it even matter for? And if I present white, you know, and, and then also the benefit of presenting white and, um, you know, being judged for that on one side of my family and then being, you know, getting a lot of the benefits out of it myself in, in life. And so all of that really forced me. I think I chose this path to force me to have to figure out who the fuck I am in general, Mm -hmm. like straight out the gate. And I remember from such a young age being like, well, my hair's not too curly and it's not too straight. It's perfect. Like my eyes aren't dark or light. They're hazel green. Like they're perfect. Like my skin's not dark or white. Like it's tan. It's perfect. Like I remember cultivating the self-love for myself through trying to find my identity. And Mm -hmm. I think that was really beneficial. But of course, you know, past that age of like seven, when I was doing that, there was so much confusion. And I do think that I chose that to ultimately help others in more of a spiritual sense, figure out who they are and why they're here and what's their ego versus their conditioning versus their labels versus their mind versus their soul. And um, I definitely think that that lesson of like figuring out where you are in the world 
even though there's physical things that are very real that combat what you feel inside or what you're being told um, is a big part of my journey. And it's so interesting because I've, I've always had issues with my skin, like you like you were talking about, and had really bad acne in, in high school and, and even into college. And then I went on to Accutane for a time and that really cleared everything up. But then I've been off it for so long. And um, in this detox program that I've been doing with clearing my gut and all these things, I started um, going to this infrared sauna a couple times a week and I started getting fungal acne on my skin, which I never knew was a thing. I started breaking out so much. And in this journey of like trying to then reheal my skin over the last few months, I've discovered that I've always had fungal acne. Like it's given me a little bit of texture on my forehead and like in on my face in general. And I have gone to so many dermatologists and so many estheticians and they've always prescribed me or like given me a whole regimen that has like glycolic acid and all these things. And so I went on to TikTok, <laughs> which I literally don't even have TikTok. And I downloaded it because I was like, I'm desperate. Like I need to figure out what the fuck this is on my skin because it's not going away with anything. And it's not even really going away with a lot of the fungal acne, um, like soaps and washes and things that, that, TikTok or other places will recommend and my dermatologist. Anyways, I discovered mandelic acid, which I've never been told about before. And it works best on black skin and skin of color. And I started using it and literally had to like convince my esthetician to sell it to me because she was like, no, like just keep using the soap. Like that'll work. And I was like, no, like I want to try this. And so I did. And, and you discover this from TikTok? Yes, from TikTok. Okay. Like nobody, Whoa. no doctor, no one has ever fucking told me about this. And I know that it works on all skin types, but it especially works on skin of color. Wow. And literally the next day after using it, my forehead texture like is completely gone. Comple- I've had it my whole life. Whoa. Like completely gone. And I'm still like heal- like clearing up the the stuff on my chin that I think is happening because of my gut. And like, that's where it was really bad. Like my forehead just had like its texture that it's always had anyway. So I'm still healing my skin. Um, but I just had this whole identity crisis moment last week of just feeling like once again, the same theme, like, am I black? Like, is my skin even though it looks white, is my skin texture and the way it responds to things black. And I have definitely like more of a muscular build. And I definitely have, you know, like I I get pigmentation really easily. Like if I get a bug bite or if I get a, a scratch or something, and that's definitely something with people who have more melanin in their skin um, and people of color, that's something that can happen. And so I've kind of just been going down this whole identity crisis of like, once again, I look white, but my skin is reacting as if it is black. And, Mm -hmm. but nothing in the outside world will validate (laughs) that I'm black ever. And that's okay. And Mm -hmm. do I need it to, right? All these Mm -hmm. questions. So I definitely think that I chose this journey, A, to figure out who the fuck I am in general, mm-hmm. help others to do the same, and B, to help me 
feel empowered through information, but also the balance in that, like how not letting information control me, but also like, where's that, that fine line, like that balance of information being really helpful and like empowering or information like boxing you in and keeping you, you know, playing a certain role, if you will. Um, I do think that a lot of what I chose with, with my body, you know, I have a lot, still a lot of insecurity, especially lately with my skin. Like Mm -hmm. I've been struggling today specifically, which is when the sun went into gate 48, feeling like, um, like I'm just so over it. Like it makes me like not want to leave the house, like you said. And Mm -hmm. I definitely have those moments of, of feeling so disempowered around it. But then like letting myself feel that and and remembering like, okay, I can choose to be a victim of this or to navigate around it. And it does feel really exhausting to do. Um, mm-hmm. I also have that same journey with my gut and with like healing my gut and my gut health. And that's been a journey that I've been on like literally since college. Um, I just started working with Dr. Mona, who has been on this podcast and who is one of our recommended readers. And it's amazing because she's helping me heal my gut and I love her. So I'm just getting started with all that. So we'll see how that goes. But everything's so connected that Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of my lessons with my body, like it's not, you know, being tall or being overweight or, um, you know, some, some of these more, uh, I don't want to say standard, but like global, more common body issues. Like I definitely think I chose to be petite in this life. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I chose internally and like an internal struggle that's like Mm -hmm. no one else outside of me can tell me what it is. Like literally Um, all my estheticians and doctors I'm realizing are all white and mm -hmm. they literally could not help me because I had to help myself. And they were prescribing me things for how I look, which is white. But internally, I know that I've had this struggle between am I white or am I black? And now my skin's responding as a person of color. And this, all of the like issues that I've had, it's almost like I can't just go and somebody say like, work out and it's going to work. Like literally with my gut health, I've gone to so many doctors and no one has been able to help me. And I think Mm -hmm. that my big lesson with my body in general is because I'm, I'm meant to help myself. Like I'm meant to go on the journey to figure out what is it? Why is it? What, how is it affecting me? Like, what are all the different things connected? Like my skin and my, you know, my sex drive and my, you know, this and my, that, like it's all connected. And Nobody can go on that journey for you by yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that that message alone is a big part of what I'm here to share and, and what I help other people do through human design, which is amazing yeah. that human design is just such an amazing tool to help you share your dharma in any way because it's so uh, personalized for each person, so unique. But yeah, I think that journey of like, literally no one's going to do this for you. Like you have to fucking do it yourself. No one's going to care (laughs) as much as you are. So you Mm -hmm. need to figure it out for yourself. And I think that's true for everyone. Um, 
Yeah, that's so interesting and really true. Like for your journey, that internal and you being just so different and unique and needing to search and find that understanding and for yourself because no outer authority will will do it for you. Like literally like my less, parents, my family, yeah. they can't tell me that I'm black or that I'm white. Like right. literally no one can except for me. Right. And you know, with, with my journey, my health has been really, really good in my life and really solid. And I've had really strong digestion and gut health. And um, I feel like my health has been very stable. And in general, I think my body is very stable and my mindset is very stable. And like in Ayurveda, I have a lot of kapha energy where I'm just like grounded and stable. And I think my body type, my weight and my height, um, attribute to that. You know, they're connected. They show physically that like stability and all of that. And so I have to remember to be super grateful for that and to not take it for granted. And, you know, the small things on the physical that I'm uncomfortable with, like my thighs or my belly or whatever it is, it's important for me to look at those things, but also to address them so that I can accept them and then find that deeper gratitude. And I just think that it's so, it's my favorite thing when people talk about stuff like this, because so often we don't, and we feel like we're the only one that's struggling with things, but we're not. Every single person, I don't care what your body looks like or what your experience has been. Every person has these things that we have challenges with, and it is here to help reinforce our soul's lessons being in this physical plane. And the more that we talk about it, the more we bring awareness and love to it and kind of like this connectedness instead of this superficiality that we see oftentimes in the world of Instagram filters and contrived, you know, what's it called where you can... um, like auto-tune, face-tune, face-tune your body and all of that. And, you know, it's funny because it's even having this conversation there's been times in my life where I've tried to be more open and vulnerable about the small things that I have had um, a difficult time really embracing about my body or insecurities I've had around my body. And I've heard, had people be like, are you kidding me? Like your body is perfect. Like you're per- if I looked like you, I would never complain. And so then you get shut down right away from sharing things that come up for you because people are comparing their journey to your journey. So I just always want to promote like being real and coming as you are. And if we air out and face our shadows and voice them and share them vulnerably, they we stop feeding them. They stop increasing in size and they start becoming an integrated part of our wholeness. So for everyone listening, I'd encourage you to... Think about your body. Think about the things that you love that have been really easy, that things that have benefited you. And think about the things that have been challenging that you've had insecurities around. And from a soul level, why do you have these things? How has it helped shape the person that you are, the person that you need to be and to become in order to truly share your soul's purpose? Because there is something there for every single person. Thinking about your gender and the way that you feel about your gender, the gender identity that you truly have internally versus maybe what the world has projected onto you. Thinking about your sexuality, because those two things truly are completely completely different and unique for each individual, just as we all 
all are unique individuals, those two realms are also completely unique expressions for each person that only you can discover internally. But we have so many stories, as we all know, in the collective, um, boxing us in with our sexuality and with our gender and our gender roles and our gender identities and the way that we present ourselves. And so we really want to encourage everyone to explore there. What's your real truth? And the more that you can think about it and understand it and accept it and talk about it, the more you're empowering yourself to be your full self in all areas of life and and inspiring that empowerment in others, spreading that liberation, thinking about your, your race and the way that your skin looks, your hair looks like these things um, are this like, you know, superficial level in that they are this physical level, but how does that play out in your life experience? And how does, you know, your soul experience these things in this physical body avatar? I think all of these things are just really profound to consider, but also to speak and to share. And I encourage you to be the one to bring it up with your friends and to hold that space for people in a safe space where people can explore this because this is a part of self-love. And if we're going to heal the shadows we have with our ego and in our social media world, and if we're going to get real, which is what we're all trying to do as we build a new paradigm, this has to be a part of the conversation that we're honest about and that is safe to speak about with one another. Yeah. And I think that having the balance between being grateful that your body is operating and that it's working and the the ways that it is supporting you, um, but also acknowledging the shadow and the things yeah. because I think it can feel like it could always be worse, right? Like my skin right. could always be worse. Like I could be, you know, um, have issues with walking or like, you know, I could be have missing limbs. Like it could always be worse. And so then we just are, we kind of shy away from talking about it because it's like, okay, well, I have it better than a lot of other people. So I shouldn't even think about these things. And like you said, when you don't acknowledge them, then they just stay under the surface and you miss the magic and the empowerment and the lessons that can really help you help the world, but also unleash your potential. Like it's all connected, like I said. So you acknowledging, okay, what are the lessons that I came here to learn with my physical body and with these insecurities that I have? Like, yes, I'm grateful for these things. And these things have really, this is why I chose those. And with my skin and with my hair and with my race or my sexuality or whatever, I chose this because I'm here to lead in this way. And I'm here to guide others in this way. And for anyone who's deeper into human design, there's so many correlations between your physical body and human design. I mean, my identity crisis, if you will, or lack of of identity from a young age in a very physical way relates to my human design. I'm a G-centered, self-projected projector. I have zero awareness centers. And my whole journey of using my G-Center and talking and sharing is to figure out who I am and where I'm going and what I want. So seeing that that is connected to my physical outward experience as well, I think is really profound and and, um, helpful. So I encourage you to like compare the two and see and just even reflecting on the different times in your life where that's been reinforced. There's so many times in my life where 
I was looking outside of myself to figure out who I was. And because I don't have any awareness centers, when somebody tells me like, you're so this, or you're really pretty, or you're not like whatever it is, I really take it in as um, like Intel of like, oh, interesting. Am I? Is that how I'm perceived? I don't know. Like, let me see. Let me look. And I use that as information. And that's definitely in my design, having so much openness. But it's also feeding into the story of looking for other people to tell me who I am because I don't know who I am. There were so many times in college, like literally we went to a brutal college that tore you to pieces physically. (laughs) We did. (laughs) Like literally would tell you in front of a class of 30 people, like you look fat, you need to like get out of my class. And yep, I remember my senior year, we had to audition in front of all of these different um, like casting directors and things. And one casting director, this was so confusing for my G-Center authority. I did my whole performance and um, it was for, it was for music, right? We went to a music school. So I did my whole performance and the one person said like, well, you're so pretty. Like you should choose like a less pretty song because it's too on the nose. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, am I being perceived as pretty? Like, interesting. Next day, I went to <laughs> a thing and shared a thing. And she was like, she had, they had us all compare ourselves to famous people. And she said to the room of like 150 people, don't compare yourself to pretty people unless you're actually pretty. And I was like, okay, so I'm not pretty. Like I literally (laughs) got fucking beat up constantly with like trying to figure out who I am and literally getting such different messages because it always depends on how they're perceiving you and their insecurities and their conditioning and all the things. So the lesson that I really learned in that and in finding my human design was that, yes, I'm so open. Yes, I'm taking in the world and seeing it from all these different perspectives. And I'm learning a lot about myself and my place in the world with the way that I'm designed. But also all of the answers that I ever could possibly need can only be found within myself through using my authority. And I think that's the truth for every single person, no matter what. And it's what I came here to preach. And it's why I chose my body. It's why I chose my specific experiences and this specific design. So I think that look at your authority, look at your design. I'm really curious to know why you felt that you chose your design um, and what comes up for you there and also how your design is connected. So if you are a bestie, please let us know in our community area. We would love to hear um, or even reach out to us on Instagram. But it's it's so fascinating to see how these things are connected. Yes. I love that so much. And I think just following our inner authority in general is such a beautiful tip for appreciating and loving our body because our body for everyone is really where we feel our inner authority, not our mind. And our mind is the thing that's looking outward at the physical plane, looking at other people's life, looking at other people's bodies, looking at other people's experiences and comparing our experience to that. But following our true inner authority lives in our body. It's this body truth, this body clarity. And obviously everyone has a different form of feeling it, a different process of using their inner authority because there's so many different authorities. But 
finding that truth and that confidence in our body has definitely been one of the things that has helped us love and appreciate our our bodies the most. You know, we are taught, you know, we've been talking about the physical appearance of our bodies, but obviously there's all of these other layers. The fact that our bodies have so much intelligence and profound wisdom, every single person, your body is its own universe full of different planets with solar systems and all the cells in your body that know how to do their job and work in communion. I mean, honestly, our bodies are miraculous and are so divinely intelligent and are so connected to the magnetism and flow of all life. Our bodies are a miracle. So connecting with that deeper kind of level of your body, I think helps you appreciate the physicality of your body and the physical image that you have. Um, so that's a big tip that I wanted to share, but I wanted to share a couple of tips just if you are struggling with your body image, or if you want to go through this journey, like we have, because it just feels so supportive as we're moving through this whole season. Um, some tips. One is that if there's a a part of your body in particular that you're feeling really challenged by and struggling with. Um, We did a practice where we speak out loud to that body part and say out loud what we are grateful for. And it has to be true. You have to genuinely find something to be grateful for and to speak that out loud and to give your words, your breath, your love, your attention, and your gratitude to that body part is healing. And it starts with the awareness that that body part or you know area of your body is a place where you have insecurity or shadow you know we always want to start with really diving into the truth of what's there and not spiritually bypassing it starting with letting yourself feel you know for me for example um doing this with my thighs my thighs just physically have been an area of my body that i felt insecurity around and that's real and i want to see those things in my life that are actually insecurities things that i do feel uncomfortable with but then from that place of fully experiencing it fully accepting what is there then from that place saying out loud to my thighs what i'm grateful for i like started crying because i was telling them like thank you for holding me for allowing me to walk through this world for allowing me to dance and move my body for giving me the stability of being able to ground with the earth beneath me allowing my body to be this sacred bridge for the strength that you have for all of the mountains i've climbed and rivers i've swam in like i just was like going on and on and on And I discovered this deep well of gratitude that was genuinely within me for my legs. And I I started crying. It was so powerful. I started doing it every day. And it's not, once again, spiritually bypassing. It's allowing the fullness. Yes, maybe I have had an insecurity there or an experience there that I can own and accept and get all of the delicious juice out of as far as my lessons I'm here to learn. And also within that, there's so much gratitude to be had. And that is the thing that pulls us out of victimhood and allows everything to become for us in supporting our evolution. So that's my first tip, speaking out loud to your body. And you know, it goes back to 
that um, experiment that the Japanese scientist, Dr. Emoto, I think his name is, where he talks to water or fermenting rice. He's done a few different versions of it. Say this, yeah. But the one, but the one where he says, "I love you," right? Then it's like flourishes. The one where he says something negative, it obviously has this messed up, you know, structure within it. But the one that is ignored also does very poorly, almost more poorly than the one that he spoke negatively to. And so that tells you something. If you have a negative self-talk to parts of your body, that energy is having an effect. But also if you're just ignoring it completely and pretending it doesn't exist and not looking at insecurities and working through them and having a full exploration of them, that also has a negative impact on the structure of your body. So it's both, it's giving it attention in at all, but also working through it until you find a genuine place of, you know, at least understanding and acceptance because those two things are very, very, very powerful. And eventually they do lead to love. Yes. So beautiful. I love it. And I, I feel like we're like magical wizards with, yeah. with our our bodies our and our ability to al- alchemize things. Yeah, it's true. Okay. And so the second tip that I wanted to say, your human design diet is a profound way to give your body understanding of your uniqueness and to to nourish your body in the unique way that it's nourished. And that really leads to self-love, right? When we're feeding our bodies in accordance to our human design diet, it might seem so random to the rest of the world, but to me, it's felt like the most nourishing, beautiful gift I can give to my body. So, and also your human design diet will tell you a lot about understanding your digestion and your body in general based on which diet you have. So for example, I have nervous touch, which tells me that my body can naturally be really calm, even kind of lethargic when it comes to digesting food. So I need to be in a buzzing, stimulating environment because that stimulation in my external environment brings a medicine of the opposite to my body, brings my body into balance and promotes digestion. So First of all, doing that, creating stimulating environments for me to consume my food in, but also to consume information in and life in is such an act of me saying to my body, I see you, I know you, and I love you. Um, But also it gives me a lot of validation and intel about, yeah, my body can be kind of sluggish and need to warm up before I eat things. And I can't just go from, you know, sitting down a cold start to eating because I will feel kind of like that heaviness and to keep myself feeling energetic, I need to promote that stimulation. So that's taught me so much about how to understand my body and love and nourish my body. And then for Shayna, she has hot thirst. So you want to talk about your journey with that? Yeah. I mean, um, well, it just is so nourishing for me to eat hot foods, um, specifically soups or teas or cacao or you know, hot water. Um, and so it's something that I practice every single day is, is drinking hot water in my, uh, water canteen. It's normally people use that to keep their water cold, but I put hot water in mine and, um, and I, I literally have two drawers full of teas and cacaos and literally hot drinks. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> so, but it it is a little difficult because the majority of healthy foods, I put in quote, healthy foods are cold, like salads or fresh fruit and vegetables. Um, and so finding foods that are hot or making soups, things like that, um, that are still healthy. A lot of times soups that you can buy at the store have a bunch of things in them that actually aren't that supportive. So it's been a journey, but once again, it's reflecting the same theme to me of like, literally no one outside of you is going to be able to figure this out for you. Cause like every single vegetarian soup I found has like seed oils in it or a bunch of things that are not good for you. So I'm like, okay, I need to figure this out and create it to where it is supportive for me, um, where it is actually healthy. And so anyways, eating foods that are warm because I naturally run cold is so nourishing to me. And it helps me to once again, have this medicine of the opposite. My, my digestion is slower and because I run cold. So having foods that have already been, uh, pre-digested, if you will, because they're cooked and they're hot, helps my kickstart my digestive fire to be able to digest these foods more easily. So you can find out your human design diet by running your chart on our website, daylunalife.com for free. And it's going to tell you what your diet is and a little blurb of what it means. And then you can learn about your diet with our PHS course or getting a PHS um, breakdown booklet of all the different things in your, your health and diet. But leaning into your diet, nourishing your physical body in this way can be so incredibly grounding and such a good thing to do during this time. So for me, having hot thirst, obviously that's great for fall because it's getting colder and naturally everybody's, you know, cooking a lot of chilies and stews and things like that. Um, but doing that also in the summertime for me looks like ordering a hot matcha versus an iced matcha, um, ordering the soup instead of the salad, things like that just still feel really grounding and nourishing for me all year round. Yes. I love that. So that's a great tip for loving your body on all levels. Like there's a spiritual level there. There's also a physical level of nurturing your body and your brain. I think that's an amazing tip if you're wanting to go on that journey of really cultivating that self-love with your body. And then the last tip, I want everyone listening, I want to encourage you to look at your chart and to see if you have gate 46 defined in your chart or not. This is huge. So gate 46 is coming off of the G center. And if you have it defined in your chart, you are here to go on the lifelong journey all the time consistently of learning how to cultivate a true love and honoring of your physical form on all levels. And anyone your authority. Including your authority. Absolutely. And so anyone who has gate 46 defined in your chart, it's a journey for you, a journey that's a huge part of your life lesson. And there's always going to be times and moments where you don't love and honor your body and where you really absolutely do. And all of that is something that you're here to share and be a way shower of. So that's my big tip there is that if you have gate 46, making sure that you're putting that as a forefront of what you're sharing and what you're allowing to yourself to infuse into your unique form of sharing your gifts and your medicine. And within gate 46, there's also this 
um, allowing divine timing to be something that your body guides you to through your inner authority. So that's something that you're here to share and teach. Anyone with gate 46, you know, if you're working on breath work or therapy, emotional therapy, there's always, if you can weave in that body self to it, you know, weaving in somatics or weaving in yoga or weaving in physical massage or tapping, like just integrating the body in the physical form will always be something that feels really natural for you and that sets you apart. So just really paying attention. The fact, you know, all of us go through this portal when the sun goes through gate 46, we all experience this, such a powerful energy that sort of marks the fall season for us in the Northern hemisphere, the spring for those in the Southern hemisphere. But if you have gate 46 in your chart, it's a part of your life purpose to walk this path continuously and to have continuous access to this energy and to be a way shower for others in this realm. Yes. So we're excited. Let us know why you feel you chose your body. Um, reach out to us in besties or on Instagram at dayluna. And you can learn more about you know how you can keep diving into human design with our book, Your Human Design. You can also learn more about on, on our website, daylunalife.com. Become one of our human design besties. And you can sign up for our wait list for Kiss Goodbye Your 9 to 5 which is our whole program that we just finished with our first group of people, um, hundred plus people. And everyone literally, the feedback that we've been getting is insane. Everyone's loved it. And we're so excited to do another group because I just feel like it's so needed for people to have work that feels aligned and supportive for them and sets them free. So you can learn more about that on our website and find us on Instagram. But lastly, I just want to say, and we probably should have said this in the beginning, we are hiring. We are looking for a creative virtual assistant. And yeah, we're so excited about it. You can find all the details on our website, daylunalife.com slash jobs and send us your resume, all, all of the instructions and the pay and what we're looking for is on that website, but we are looking for somebody else to join our team. So if that's you, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to look at your chart and to connect. And we're just really hoping to find somebody who can join our team and um, really dive into this amazing world of human design with us um, in a grounded but exciting and amazing way for this next chapter. So we love you all. We're so grateful for this community. And we're so grateful that you chose your physical form because if you're listening to this, you're ready to get those lessons. You're ready to look at what those lessons are showing you of how you're here to lead and change the world. And we are just so grateful to be on this journey with you.